This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 52. In this episode, the moms review two art activity books by Marianne Cole and the All About Reading program from All About Learning Press. <laughs> Mom, where's my math book? Mom, Mom. Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, Mom, Mom. Can I have a drink? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? Mom, I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week? Skip to the end of our chit chat. 30 minutes, 18 seconds. So, Becky, what have you guys been up to? Well, first I want to say we have reached 100,000 <laughs> downloads. Yes. Woo! Wow, guys, I am so excited. I guess you guys actually like us. I know, right? So uh, be sure to share us with your friends and let's work on making it to 200,000. Yeah, really. (laughs) I'm so excited about that. I kept watching that. I kept watching the counter click and I was like, oh, it's almost there. It's almost there. And then I went back and it was like 100,100 or something. I'm like, wow, how did I miss the 100,000? That's a lot. (laughs) Yes, 100,000 across 51 episodes. That's not too bad. Seriously. So that was super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, We are still battling the head colds here. Seems like as soon as one of us starts feeling better, somebody else gets sick. (laughs) Are you guys going to be there tomorrow? Oh, I believe so, because no one has fevers and everyone's just a little sniffly, but like not like (laughs) sniffly, but like, oh, I need a tissue kind of sniffly. So I think that maybe um, we are on the tail end and we should be okay for tomorrow. I certainly hope so, because um, the sad thing is if we don't go, Sarah doesn't get to go. So Mm, that's to our, uh, for those people who don't know, that's our homeschool charter enrichment classes tomorrow that our kids go to. Yes, yes. And um, we really like to go. Well, plus Danielle has her guitar lessons and mm. we don't go to school, no guitar lesson for her. And, you know, it's it's all a big uh, pain. And plus they glare yeah. at me all day if we don't go. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier to go. But yeah. I try not to take them ever if I feel like they're at all contagious. I'm very conscientious right. about that. So um, we went on a field trip to the Chaffee Zoo this past week. And that's our local zoo here, which for me is really lucky because it's literally like two blocks to the southwest. Oh, right. Walk there. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, it's not a neighborhood you'd want to walk th- walk through, huh? Well, it's not just that. It's the railroad tracks and you have to yeah. cross Olive Avenue, which is a big yeah. lane street. Yeah, that's it's better true. to drive. Um, yeah. Not to mention it's a long and winding path through the park to get to the That's zoo. true. It is long even just to get through the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we renewed our membership um, because I think it's really important to have a membership to the zoo. Um, some days you just really need to put your pencil down and go look at some flamingos. I'm telling <laughs> you, it really helps a lot with the whole I'm bored thing. Yes. And um, the memberships are really reasonable price for our zoo. They so are. it's, it's um, pretty. And if you, oh, just as an aside, if you're one of our Fresno listeners, if you go on Wells Fargo Wednesday, which is the first Wednesday of every month where Wells Fargo sponsors a thing where kids get in free, oh, right. you get 10% off your membership. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. And normally you wouldn't catch me dead at the zoo on Wells Fargo Wednesday. Oh, right. That's when all the toddlers and everything are there. But um, we just happened to go because Dean 
you know, woke up and said, let's go to the zoo. And I was like, yeah, let's get our membership. And she was like, yeah, and you get 10% off because it's Wells Fargo Wednesday. I was like, no way. <laughs> so that made it even better. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I recommend getting a membership to your local zoo if you have one close by. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited that BattleBots is coming back. Do you know what BattleBots is? No idea. Okay, BattleBots is this awesome thing that used to be on TV and then it went away. It's geeks building these awesome battling robots and then they put them in an arena and they're remote controlled. They put them in an arena and they fight to the death. Um, is, that, is that like, wasn't there in an episode of How I Met Your Mother, didn't they have that? Potentially. <laughs> it just I, immediately popped into mind. I think it was I think it was How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I think that Big Hero 6 might have had something to do with this because that's a big part of the storyline, the, the battle bots. Well, not, they don't call it battle bots, but it's the same idea. So ABC has six episodes planned for this summer, but I'm really hoping it comes back on a weekly basis because I am not a sports person. I do not enjoy the sportsing. Yeah. I have a desire to watch the sportsing, <laughs> but I really yeah, like battle bots. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just awesome some of the things that these guys make. Well, guys and gals. It's not just guys that do it. Um, and mm-hmm. it, the, some of the stuff they make is just amazing and it's a ton of fun and it's competitive and it's it's just really awesome so if you get a chance and you have a kid that's really into rc or anything like that battle bots is going to be super exciting this summer Sharon would love that (laughs) probably yes so some of you may know we spoke on january 30th at the natural alliance of secular homeschoolers school choice teleconference that is a mouthful yeah (laughs) (laughs) we had our um topic was the dreaded s word socialization Mm -hmm. um i think it went really well for our first live event usually we're lucky and we don't have to talk live and anything we say that's dumb can be edited out i never (laughs) (laughs) but this time we it was all live with our listeners um the recording of the roundtable discussion, which also featured Mary Beth Buckroth, um, a.k.a. the Inappropriate Homeschooler, who you may remember that we interviewed last summer on episode 44 and 45, mm-hmm. is now available on the NASH website, along with all of the other conferences that went on that week. They had a conference a day for the entire week. They talked about um, picking out secular curriculum, how to go about homeschooling, homeschooling high school, all sorts of fantastic topics with great speakers. Uh, Blair Lee was there. Kate Johnson was there. Just like amazing, amazing people. And I highly recommend you check it out. And the link um, to all of that will be in the show notes so you can go and see for yourself. Um, on Friday, I visited the Scholastic Warehouse book sale. Um, we've mentioned before that the sales go on at the warehouses around the country at different times of the year, and they're a great way to get books at a great price. This time, it was a little disappointing. You know how normally they have like like a bunch a of the warehouse. aisles open, and there's yeah. like you, a full warehouse? Yeah. You walked mm-hmm. in, there was one aisle open, and that was it. Yeah, that's disappointing. I was so disappointed. Especially since a lot of the stuff that they have isn't great. So you need that whole warehouse to be able to find the really good stuff. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, strangely, I was disappointed that there was none of the, like, erasers and the pencils and the little notebooks and all of that kind of fun little extra stuff. I Mm -hmm. often buy that stuff as rewards for my kids, and there was nothing there. Um, Danielle asked for a diary, and there was nothing. I was so sad. It Um, doesn't sound like it was a full sale, though. Oh, it definitely was not. I mean, they don't usually do it at this time of the year. I'm not even sure why they did. That's kind of odd because they usually do it like like in the summer and and Christmas right before Christmas. Oh, right. They did one right before Christmas and Mm -hmm. I didn't make it to that that one, which is why I was like, I'm going to go to this one because I missed the last one. Right. And it was just sad. But I did manage to get a few good books. 
I got Mythbusters, Confirm or Bust, Science Fair Book Number Two, and the Star Wars Science Fair Book, cool. both of which are filled with great science experiments that are um, packaged to be with one of some, the kids' favorite characters, you know, like mm-hmm. Jamie and Adam did this one, and oh, this one is all about Yoda, or this <laughs> one's all about the Tauntaun, or whatever. So it's kind of cool. So that was nice, and everything was half price, um, so you can't beat that with a stick. And Oh, and the guy was nice and gave us some uh, free uh, Minecraft posters. So Oh, nice. It wasn't a, a wasted trip. I was already passing right. by there anyways because I was dropping Danny off over at Saren's house. So it was like we just pulled in and it wasn't a hassle. But I just wish more of it was open because yeah. there's so much more. Like they hardly had any readers, like the... Um, the little DK readers or anything in English. Uh-huh. All the ones they had were in Spanish. Oh, right. And um, whereas I can understand the, the need for Spanish readers, I don't need Spanish readers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also picked up the Lego Chain Reaction book. I got it from Amazon. I forgot I had ordered it on a pre-order and um, I got an email saying it had shipped and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. book. It comes with a whole bunch of little Lego extras and it's all about exploring physics with Legos. It shows you how to build different machines with um, Lego and um, it's really kind of awesome. Danielle or Daniel Jack built a Rube Goldberg machine kind of thing with it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really pretty cool. So it, we're going to be using that to explore physics. Very cool. Yeah. So what are you guys, what have you been up to? Oh, not very much, but um, things have actually been going really well around here. My kids have actually been helping out around the house more. Um, of course, you know, I'm asking them to do it. It's not like they're just going, I'm going to go clean the house. Uh, <laughs> but nice? they're not arguing as much about it. They're cooperating. <laughs> and uh, so we, we've been doing, um, staying on, not entirely on task, but for the most part, we're getting, you know, a lot done around here, which is, it's it's huge huge steps for us. <laughs> it's like big change around here. Um, and just things are just going better and better with the, with everything. And, um, this weekend we even had, did a whole family house clean. We had all four of us cleaning yesterday. We were going to do some more today, but then with all of the stuff that was going on, trying to prep for the podcast and then, then computer issues, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, that didn't end up happening, but that's okay. Cause I feel really good about like they both, both kids and my husband, um, both kicked butt yesterday cleaning around here and and got everything on my list done and without any complaints and i went and got ice cream for us afterwards <laughs> i'm like yeah that's worth a reward so so it's just like overall just things have been going really well so it's kind of cool i've been noticing lately i'm like god i'm really happy lately like everything's going well like not perfect nothing ever goes perfect and there's always room for lots of improvement but like just in general things are just going really well i'm like Ah, that's kind of cool. But um, let's see. Oh, my son is now in love with James Harriet. Um, I had, I have uh, the, I forget what it's called. Actually, I should look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, the, it's, I believe it's just called Animal Stories or something like that. Um, the audiobook, and um, I put it on. I have an old iPhone. Uh, first generation iPhone that he uses essentially as an MP3 player for bedtime. And so now he's, uh, since our bitty bedtime stories are no longer, they're not up anymore. The guy apparently let his hosting go. And so we can't listen to Tieran's favorite bedtime stories anymore. And we never saved them. I, we always just download them, delete them, download them again, delete right. them. You know, So I never, I never saved them. 
So we have no access to Biddy, so I had to go looking for something else. And I was like, oh, you should listen to this. This is James Harry. It's 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 uh, the same guy who does Harry Potter, um, the voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, I'll look it up for you. Keep talking. Um, James, no. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, yeah, he um, he does the voice for, I mean, he does the reading of, of the James Harriet stories, too. And I don't know. if Jim Dale? Yeah, Jim Dale. Yeah, it's Jim Dale. Love him. And um, are you familiar with the James Harriet stories? No. He's a he's a British, or he was. I'm pretty sure he's long gone. A British um, veterinarian in the countryside, and he's got oh, wow. all really sweet um, story children's stories. Well, not just children's stories. He's got lots of stories about his life as a veterinarian in the countryside of like some way out in the country in in England somewhere. I think it's in England. Um, Somewhere in the UK. <laughs> and um, so it's just really, really sweet stories. And so he's listening to them every single night. I'm like, yay! <laughs> because they're really good stories. It's, it's high quality. This is These are uh, stories that you would see like in a um, Charlotte Mason book list. Because they're, oh, nice. they're old. Like I think it's like early 1900s. Um, takes place like... I don't even know if he has cars. Yeah, no, I think they have cars. But they're like early cars and stuff. So it's, it's very... Um, old and quaint and sweet and I'm just like really excited that he's really into listening to them because they're, they're really good stories so and then I, of course I showed him that I have I actually have the book it's got it's like a big like a coffee table book with all the stories in it with lots of really cool pictures like picture book type pictures and so he had this first time I showed him to him he's like sitting there and he's going through them all <laughs> and everything. it just makes my heart happy when he likes things that I like Aww. yeah it's very sweet uh, let's see stations are still going well continuing to go well they're we're not getting as much done as I'd like to get done but I'm 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 really like letting go of the stress of it all and just like letting whatever happen happen like we're still getting plenty done and uh our our ed coordinator every time we have our meeting with our ed coordinator is still saying you guys are doing lots of good stuff and i'm like okay well she says we're doing plenty so we're doing plenty there you go and uh and the kids are learning and they get they get really excited about doing minecraft homeschool still so we just finished another session of minecraft homeschool so i gotta go sign them up the next one starts uh think March 2nd or something. It's like the beginning of March. Yeah, I guess that would be the 2nd on the, which is a Monday. So I got to go get them signed up for the next session of that. Cause that's like a big chunk of what they're doing. Like every day is Minecraft homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> Maven did the, um, the Redstone class recently and Tyrion did a space class. So I got to hear, hear all about Sputnik and, and, uh, space type stuff. And <laughs> we learned about, um, first men on the moon and stuff like that so that was fun and maven was making all kinds of fancy stuff with uh with redstone i can't even i can't even comprehend some of that stuff it's very complicated <laughs> <laughs> but um so i gotta get them signed up again for that because that is that's something that we're just going to keep going is until they run out of classes to take <laughs> yeah they're eventually going to take them all i'm sure and let's see also the um that Facebook group that I mentioned that I had just started last week uh, or last episode, I mentioned the homeschooling with experience-based learning um, is, it has exploded all of a sudden <laughs> because think, thanks to Mary Beth, the inappropriate homeschooler, she posted about it on her cause she's really into this now. She's been posting about how she's, she's trying out this whole stations idea and, um, 
and she posted about it on her group and all of a sudden I got tons of people that so we have 120 members now and nice. they're very active members two people are posting a lot of really great information and there's some really neat discussions happening and some neat ideas that are being shared so it's it's just so cool in fact I just saw a uh, a post today of a mom who said that they're three days in and already their relationships improved I'm like wow that is like that is just like amazing to read that somebody else like take this idea that I had and like made it their own and like it like it's benefiting somebody some you know some other family that's just so cool that is awesome so yeah it's very exciting and seeing how people are tweaking it and putting their own personal spin on it is very cool too so so I'll put that link in the show notes again if anybody wants to come check out our our Facebook group or homeschooling with experience based learning it's it's pretty dang cool so oh and then uh, also I have been uh, playing around with Moodle. Have you ever seen Moodle? I haven't. And you keep posting about it and I keep <laughs> intending to look, but I 99.9% of the time when I'm online, I'm on my phone. Oh yeah. And so stuff looks bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just well, haven't looked yet. Well, Moodle is a, it's a, it's a system for online courses. So uh, according to the website, it's a learning platform designed to provide educators, administrators, and learners with a single, robust, secure, and integrated system to create personalized learning environments. So basically, it's what, it's what if anybody's doing Minecraft Homeschool, it's what the kids at Minecraft Homeschool are using to do their oh. learning. So when you log in, I don't know if you guys did it when they, when they had switched to Moodle or not, because they, they switched after we did our trial um, classes i don't know did they did they did your kids log into minecraftassignments.com yes oh they did okay so that's moodle oh okay so they log in and then they've only used a very limited amount of it they they in fact i was i've been just playing around with it a whole lot and finding out all of the different features and and god it's so complex there's so much you can do with it that i probably won't use most of it of course but um but the the thing that's so cool is that you can put everything in one place so like I have. I'm doing. I'll, I'm. I'm setting up our stations for the traveling through uh, history with Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm. I'm putting all of the videos on there, and I'm putting all of the um, reading assignments and websites, and I'm finding games to go with it as well. And um, found a, a volcano game and some ancient Rome game and stuff because we're doing Pompeii right now. Yeah. Um, and you know that kind of stuff. So I'm doing still within the the stations that I have in mind, um, but I'm putting it like um, it's all like compiled into one place so that they just log in and then they can, and then and some of the stuff like the, like the activities that they need to go get art project materials for, obviously they still, they can't do that online and they can't uh, pick up the books that I have on my shelf online, <laughs> right. but all the stuff that you can, like all the links, all the videos, if there's any audio files, any photos and, and links to go to like Wikipedia or if I want, or instruction, like all the instructions for how to, you know, go and do a, a Google image search for whatever topic, you know, that kind of thing. I can put it all in one place. So it's really easy for them. And they actually really enjoy the whole Moodle system. Like they, they enjoy like that they can just go and it tells them exactly what to do and they just do it. And, um, and so they're, they're, my tech geek kids <laughs> really enjoy it. So they're, they're really excited about it and they're watching me build this, this little mini system for I don't know I'm just like we're gonna be moodling today <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so it's fun the, the only thing with this is it is free but it's something that you have to have web space for 
So it's not something that you can just go and put up on the web. You have to actually have web space to, to install it on. So, I mean, it's possible. Maybe there is some, maybe there are some, some hosted ones out there that you can get, but um, I just installed it on my server. So um, it's basically just, it's, it's kind of the same idea as just creating a website, basically. It's just, it's just that it's interactive and there's, and you can have the kids type in, like type their answers in and you can create quizzes for them and you can do all this stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. I'm having fun with it. I'm just, I'm just playing around. I, I, I came at it as, oh, let me see if this, if this will, cause I saw them using it for Minecraft homeschool and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I could use something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just see. And then I'm like, ah, I don't know if it'll, if it'll be something that I, I might actually benefit from. But then I got into it and I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many ways you can do it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun with it. So, so that's like my big thing right now is my moodling. <laughs> I'm moodling. <laughs> I love that word too. <laughs> that's a great word. And it, it makes a great verb. <laughs> it does. I'm moodling. <laughs> it's better than, that's about it would be better than Googling. I think I like the word yeah. moodle better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. So we'll see where it, where it takes us. I'm, I'm going to try to, to get all of the, the Doctor Who lessons in there and see, see, see how that goes. So. Can you share a moodle? I, I can. Yes. That's and, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because what you do is you just sign people up as, 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 um, class members or as uh, like attendees of the class they yeah. sign up sign up as being part of the class so yeah cool so you can share moodles so you could build something and be like so i'm gonna let the let people use this and yeah yeah in fact if it if it if it gets to the point where i feel like i've put a lot of work in and it's worth it uh, i might charge <laughs> charge to do some of this stuff but yeah. for right now i'm just playing around with it so we'll see Very what cool just thinking you know i mean minecraft homeschool makes money off of doing classes online why can't i so (laughs) so we'll see where it takes me i don't know right now it's just really being uh it's it's very useful to to use to organize me and my kids and i'm enjoying like i enjoy doing technology stuff like i i enjoy planning my kids school stuff anyway but i really enjoy it when it's involving technology like it's (laughs) like you know it's like exciting you're you're a tech geek too it's oh, fun know. you know it's it is. typing stuff up and you know and you're like oh this works really well and it's exciting so it makes it more enjoyable for me <laughs> planning if I'm not just writing it on paper with my sloppy handwriting you know <laughs> just typing it on a file that I'm going to print it's like on the web and the kids are you know able to interact with it so that's pretty cool that's cool yeah, this is, this and it is, seems like that would fit really, really well with that new experience-based learning stuff that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, and then they can, they can. Uh, theoretically, I haven't figured it all out yet, but theoretically, there should be something that I can print up then too, and and take it to just to our ed coordinator to turn in for for work as cool. well. Because I already do that with the Minecraft Homeschool. There's there's a grade sheet because mm-hmm. I sign my kids up. My kids are signed up for the um, the graded classes so that I have um, somebody else grading their work and somebody else critiquing what they're doing. I don't want to have to go in there and say, yeah, you built that really well. And you know, yeah. I don't really care. I don't want like they're enjoying it. Somebody else can critique it. And it's I think it's valuable for them to hear that from somebody else. Like, oh, here's a suggestion how you can make it better and whatever. Um, so that's cool. And then I just print up the grade sheet and I take it in as samples of usually science and history these days. So, <laughs> cause it covers both, both subjects. Right. So, 
Yeah. So and so theoretically, what I'm doing should also have. I mean, I can if I set it up for gr- with grades and stuff. Although I, it's it's just like a hundred percent. That's what it is. It like says how like percentage for for assignments. Like, did they accomp? Did they? F- I could set it up with grades. I don't care about grades though. So I don't care about A B C D. You know. Right. So I would just have completed or not completed kind of thing is what I'd probably do. So right, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like a checklist of what they've done. So, yeah, so that is a big thing right now for us. Um, And then I'm still working my way through the adventures of young Indiana Jones. I think I mentioned that last episode, didn't I? I believe so. I'm not sure. Yeah, because we talked about who the actor. Oh, okay. It was Dumbledore and it was. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes, (laughs) yes. So I made it through. Okay, so I made it through all the kid, all the 10-year-old Indiana Jones, um, and they're super cute, and very few things that I have that I feel is a little too violent for my kids. Most of it is is completely fine in my eyes. And um and then I I blogged about it. I did all the first the first five episodes I've already blogged and the first five episodes are the ones where he's ten years old and and adorable. And then it, he becomes a teenager and then it all hell breaks loose. Oh no. <laughs> so I I doubt that my kids are going to be seeing any of the teen indie episodes. They are very graphic. There's a lot oh. I mean, lots of war i mean he's in war it's it's world war two no world war one it's world war one for um uh so far every episode i believe the whole thing that's i I think i've watched four i think i've watched like four or five episodes of teen indie and now each episode is actually two two episodes so okay this is where it's really confusing you said you watched it when it came out the first time right but it was a long time ago the 90s it was like mid 90s i think when it came out Yeah. yeah So, so you might not remember, but they, I don't think it was chronological. Do you remember? I'm I don't sure remember from what I've seen on the wiki. Uh, on on Wikipedia, I was looking to see what the original because it was originally called uh, Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yes. And from what it looks like, from what I've read online, from interviews, and from what the episodes looks like, it looks like it wasn't chronological before, and that they had an elderly indie uh, narrating and explaining like the transitions between the episodes. And then what they did is they decided to make it chronological. They edited all the indie narration out and they put it all in chronological order. So not everything makes sense (laughs) because they don't explain, there's no explanation. Like they never explain why he all of a sudden started calling himself the dog's name. There's no explanation. I'm guessing elderly Indy probably explained why he started calling himself Indiana, but which is his dog. (laughs) We named the dog Indiana. Yes, exactly. So, but they never explain it in this show. And then, um, and then from the, the kid Indy to the, to the teen Indy, his mom disappears, his mom dies. And they don't (laughs) explain that for like an episode or two. Then he mentions that his mom died from, I think influenza, I believe she died. And they talk about that. And then I realized all of a sudden, oh, that's right. And the tutor's gone now, which makes sense because they're no longer, they go from traveling around the world to now they're living in New Jersey again. <laughs> and, and it's like, uh, what just happened? <laughs> and and he's like, what, six years older, <laughs> you know? Oh, so huh? what just happened? You know, it's, it's very jarring. And uh, they, they, I don't think they do a very good, I don't think they did a very good job of, of editing it together, but they do eventually explain things. It's just, they don't, it's like, they figure you'll get it eventually, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, it's, um, it's, it's all war related. 
um, so far. He's part of the Mexican uh, Revolution at one point. He's part of, uh, and then he g- goes over to Europe and he's joined in World War One. He joined the the Belgian um, military, whatever. He joined the Bel- Belgian army or whatever, and joined the pretended to be a Belgian. And he's like, I think he's only like sixteen years old, but he said he was like twenty two or something. And it's just this whole thing. So every single episode basically is him at war he's like in different battles and wars and stuff like graphic wars like bayonets and stuff like in the trenches oh geez so i'm like this is not a child-friendly show (laughs) and um i mean it'd be one thing if it was um if there was still a lot of educational content, I think to be had, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna, obviously I know my kids are going to need to learn about wars. Eventually we do learn about wars. Eventually. I don't think that they absolutely have to see the graphicness of it though. (laughs) I don't think they need to see people being bayoneted, you know? Right. So, um, so that, so yeah, I don't think I'm going to be letting my, there's one episode, the very first episode of his, of the teen years, which I think is episode six. Um, is a lot less. Uh, he's not in war in that one. He, there's a whole thing with um, um, what's his name? Edison. Thomas Edison. There's Thomas Edison is in that, and he's helping Thomas Edison with some stuff. And um, and that one's I think, if I remember correctly, not too bad. So, but other than that, yeah, I don't know. I haven't finished watching it all, but um, there's also some sexual content. So yeah, no, my kids won't be watching him with with um, the Matahari. <laughs> <laughs> We, they won't be watching that episode. I, I just watched that last night, and I'm like, yeah, no, we won't. It's it's not, like, by adult standards, it's not that graphic, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a rated R movie at all, but it's still not kid-friendly. <laughs> 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 so, like, you know, they won't be watching that. <laughs> but, but it's still good. Like, I would recommend people watching it, because I still think it's a very good series. And I feel like I'm learning something about the war. I didn't know... That much I know practically nothing about World War One. I. I know more about World War Two than World War One, <laughs> so it's been pretty interesting, I think. So, but anyway, yes, uh, I'm still I I'm still blogging about it, but I'm starting to put a little disclaimer on the bottom saying I don't recommend past episode five. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> but but it, if you think about it, it's each episode is actually two episodes, and it's an hour and a half long, so it's five, which is really ten episodes. Um, and it's what an hour and a half times five. What is that? Uh, I can do the math. Six, seven and a half hours. Something like that. Right? Yeah. Seven and a half hours. Um, that's a lot of content. So highly recommend the kid stuff. The kid, kid indie is adorable. Okay. <laughs> so, there we go. All that to say, the kid indie, yes. Teen indie, no. There we go. <laughs> or watch it first. <laughs> Just be warned. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And with that, we'd like to give some time to our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. And by Math Mammoth, the math curriculum all the Savvy Homeschool kids are using. Math Mammoth offers affordable, high-quality, mastery-based work texts and workbooks for grades 1 through 7. 
Our moms love that it fosters independent learning, since the work texts are nearly self-teaching, requiring very little teacher preparation. Check out free samples and placement tests and learn more at mathmammoth.com. Click Buy at Coggy and enter the code SAVVYMOMS to save 25% off your order. This episode also sponsored by Pandia Press, publishers of comprehensive science and history curriculum. We love the hands-on labs incorporated into Real Science Odyssey and the fun projects that we do with History Odyssey. Pandia Press offers a fantastic try before you buy on their website so you can see how the program works for yourself. Visit pandiapress.com for more information. So today we thought we would do some reviews. Um, we've gotten some really cool stuff over the over the course of our, our podcast. And uh, this one that we're going to talk about today, um, I really actually really like. And I don't know why I haven't been using it because it's really cool. We were just looking through it as we were getting ready for this episode. I'm going, why am I not using this? Right? <laughs> it's really cool. So, so there's two books. Um, the author is Marianne Cole. Um, and don't worry about writing any of this down because it'll all be in the show notes. Um, and the two books are Discovering Great Artists and Great American Artists for Kids. And these are only two of like, it looks like she has like 20 or 30 books. She has a lot of books. And I actually own another one of her books too. But we're going to just talk about Discovering Great Artists and Great American Artists for Kids today. Um, Okay, so first uh, I'm going to look at uh, Discovering Great Artists. And this one is um, World Artists. Um, obviously, the other one is American Artists. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is World Artists. And I'm just, I was just going to read the first paragraph in the introduction so you can get a sense of what it is. Um, Discovering Great Artists offers children hands-on activities to explore the styles and techniques of the world's greatest artists. Each art process focuses on one style and one artist. A brief biography and portrait of each artist adds depth and interest to the art pro project. The most important aspects of the art projects are discovery, exploration, and individual creativity. The finished product will be an indirect benefit. So this, I, I immediately like this right here. Uh, this is process-oriented art versus yeah. product-oriented, which is what I know I've talked about on the show before when I was getting my degree in child development. They were pushing this whole, pr it's the process, not the product. You know, it's not the product of what your kids are making. It's the process of making the thing. So that's what this book is all about. Or, you know, that's the that's the technique that this book uses. So anyway, uh, let's see. So there is, um, she does an amazing job of dividing everything up in here. Um there are icons that I really, really like the visual aspect of these books. Um, there's all these icons that help you to be able to, at a glance, tell what um, art technique is being used in each activity. Um, in uh, the plan, and then there's also an experience level and planning and preparation level. They have three different levels. They have they go from easy to uh, moderate to involved for the experience level so children with very little art experience so that would probably be the toddlers and the preschoolers and all the way up through to a a, a child who's more experienced and it and it marks it on the on the um on the actual project it's got a little key on it so that you can tell oh this is one that my older child would probably benefit from this one would be good for my littler kid you know and then the planning and preparation goes from easy moderate to involved as well so they mark that for you and then the art techniques they they um have different um icons for paint 
painting and dyeing, um, printing, drawing and coloring, chalk, sculpting, cutting and constructing, and games and activities. So that t it tells you what kind of an activity or what kind of art technique is being used. And then on the next page, there's icons for the artist's style. So then it goes from, I won't read all of them here, but there's like abstract, cubism, uh, romanticism, renaissance, baroque, that kind of thing. Impressionism, of course, post-impressionism and impressionism and yeah, stuff like that. There's one, two, three, four, five times four. There's about 20 different artist styles that she's got here. Mm. And then she goes into the table of contents, which is called the chart of contents. And this is a complete detailed chart so you can really pinpoint exactly what you're looking for um it talks uh, the headings for the for the chart are um the the artist of course it's it, the first thing is the artist and then it'll say the the lifetime so like if you're you're wanting to zero in on a specific time period you can go right in here and it's in order by by time period so you can immediately d go right in and see if you're doing like the 1400s i can see that somebody named angelico who i've never heard of before Masaccio, never heard of him either, but Botticelli, Da Vinci, Durer, don't know that one either, Raphael, I know that one, uh, Michelangelo, these are all 1400s. So if you're doing 1400s, these are all artists, so you can immediately go in there and see, um, you know, people that you might want to look look at those activities. And then it tells you the art activity, the style, the technique, and then it has those levels, the child level and the adult prep level. And that's for every single activity, like really... Um, Let's see how many activities. Oh, it doesn't number them. I would say there's probably about 50, maybe 50 or 60, do you think? Activities yeah. in here, somewhere around there. Um, so that's really cool. And then when you go to each page, see, this is the part that I think is really cool, too, because each page has the, it's titled the, art, the artist, um, and they give a little blurb about the artist. So you might want to di dive in deeper, but if you only really just want to kind of touch upon who the artist was, it's a nice little summary of this person's life and what their style was. And it's short. It's not something that, you know, the kids are going to lose interest in. It's it's nice and short. And um, you read a little bit about the artist, and then it explains what it is that you're going to be doing. And it's um, it's usually a technique, or it is, I think it's always a technique that this person used. So this, we got Giotto, this is the first one, at, or no, I guess I'm pronouncing it wrong. It says, it even tells you how to pronounce it, Zioto? Zioto. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that one was really interesting. I'm not very good at pronouncing things anyway. So. Yeah, <laughs> but it has pronunciation here, which is very helpful. I know. I'm still Lived. really bad at it. <laughs> so anyway, this Z Zioto person I've never heard of before, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's egg paint. You, you're doing painting with egg yolks, so that's yep. pretty cool. And they talk about why that's something that... Um, you know why that's associated with him and so anyway you just sit here and it's really fascinating you just scroll through and find um you know find something of interest or if you're looking for a specific style you can zone right in on um on the style that you're looking for maybe you're wanting to do some stuff on impressionism so you can go and look in the chart and find all the impressionist um uh projects and just just do impressionism and uh um and then if you go all the way to the end, I remember seeing at the end, let me get this. It's a very long book. What do we got? 146 pages, it says. Uh, here it is. At the very end, she has, here it is. There's a resource guide at the end. Whoops, went too far. There it is. There's a resource guide at the end that have great art words. So it's like a glossary of, of some of the words that you might use. Like, uh, I mean, uh, most of these things 
abstract art background. We we know a lot of this, but then there's something like cloudscape, and it explains cubism and Baroque period and uh, stuff like that. So uh, let's see. I won't read through all of this, obviously. And then um, and then there's of course an index, and then oh wait, and the index is by materials actually. This is a so if you wanted to. You want to do a project with clothespins, it'll tell you what project uses clothespins. And if you want to do, let's see, there's another one in here for using packing material. Oh, there's, for paint, there's a ton of numbers for paint. There's a lot of painting projects. So you can go in and look just by material that you want to use as well. Sawdust, there's two projects for sawdust. Wow, <laughs> so, Yeah, go. it's kind of cool. I love looking at charts like this because it really gives you, it just gives you so much flexibility. Um, and then uh, the next the next chart that she has in here is great art styles where it'll go through and it'll tell you exactly um, which, which ones are which style. So there's a, a section for impressionism and pop art and pointillism and abstract. And so you can go and it charts out exactly which projects use which art technique. And then there's a page that has the great artist birthdays. That's kind of cool. Cause they were saying, uh, I remember reading, I think it actually was in the other book. It was because she does it in the other book too. Um, that it's kind of cool to like, if you want, like in January, you could celebrate the birthday of, of, you know, this person's art, this artist's birthday is this month. So we're going to learn about this artist because this is their birthday month, you know? Yeah. You could do that kind of thing. So that that's what they have that for. And then, um, and then they also have an index by the artist and the activities. So it's an alphabetical order by the last name of the artist. Cool. So if you want to look for a specific artist, and then that's the end of this book. And then the great American artist is much of the same. I think there's a little bit different. Let me look here. I'll read to you what the um, the intro paragraph is for this one, too. Uh, great American artists for kids offer children hands-on activities to explore the styles and techniques of America's greatest artists from colonial times to the present day. Each art process focuses on one style and one artist. A brief biography and portrait of each artist adds depth and interest to the art project. An option for very young children is offered for most activities. All young artists will create their own artwork using a technique or material that reflects the work of the great, of the great master. The most important aspects of the activities are exploration, discovery, and individual creativity. So this cool. kind of thing. And then... Um, there's more. There's more information in here, but obviously I'm not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> and there's icons in this one as well. Um, this one has child experience and adult plan and prep as well, just like the other one. Um, and then there's a, a art technique. So there's drawing, painting, cutting collage, glue, chalk. So this one has more. This one looks like it has more techniques. Chalk, computer, and this one has computer as well. Oh, cool. Uh, and sewing and weaving as well, and photography. So there's some there's some different, probably because this one goes to more modern times. Uh, let's see. And then there's the artist's style, which is the same as the last one. There's, there's, um, except there's some different, there's different styles in here though, because again, more modern. So we got surrealism and we got graffiti and cartoonism, cartoonist and, uh, funk art <laughs> and printmaking and photography. So there's, there's some different subjects here. Um, artist styles here. And then again, chart of contents instead of a table of contents and the same, same, headings name art activity the lifetime of the artist so this one is it still an alphabetical this one's not the same alphabetical order because i'm seeing 1800s and then 
and then a 19, and then an 18 again. So I'm not sure what order this one is in. Doesn't look like it's alpha. Oh, I see. They've got it. They've got subsections within. So it's got early American art, chapter one, or new American ideas, chapter two. So I guess it's going by genres or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all. It is kind of chronological, but it's not exactly. Um, still mostly chronological but anyway and and a bunch of these at the end are not dead they're still living so that's oh yeah as of the publishing publish of this book whenever this came out um there's quite a few that are still living which that's kind of cool because not very often do you study artists that are still living you know right true (laughs) so that's pretty cool uh let's see and then it goes Let's see, yeah, see here, early, early American art. It even has George Washington on the $1 bill. <laughs> um, and then, again, they have a little little section in the beginning of each lesson. This one's in, this one looks, it's just styled a little differently. I think this one's newer. Um, and um, it t- talks about the artist. And I have not heard of a lot of these. Thomas Jefferson is in here. I didn't even know he was an artist. <laughs> he, architecture apparently was his thing. So this is an architecture oh. project. Didn't even know that. But um, yeah, so then it goes through again. It, it gives a little bit of a of a brief overview of who the artist is. And then you go into learning about some technique that they were famous for. So very cool. Let me see what the end of this book, if it has any um, different things at the end. Oops. Resource guide. Yep, resource guide. Oh, this one has an entire page of internet sites. That's kind of cool. It has um, great online art museum kid sites, um, great American artist websites, and then it has a little disclaimer, of course, in here to, to, to check it out beforehand because they can't, you know, the internet's changing all the time and you can't promise that, that right. the site that they found is the same site and or that something might be on there that they didn't realize was on there. So, um, but there's a lot of really looks like really interesting sites on here that I'm definitely going to have to check out. There's two, oh, one, two, two pages of links. That's probably a good hundred links here. Wow. That's quite a lot. Uh, let's see. And then there's, there's a glossary again, great art words, it says, and then great art styles. So it's, it's got it by style again. Um, just like the last one. And then this one is, it says credit and acknowledgments. Oh, so this is these are the these are the artists. Um, I think this is giving credit to the pictures that they use. Full credit information is found beside the art images of the page listed. Um, I think the, yeah, this is credit for the people whose drawings and and artwork is in the is in the book. So, uh, and then great birthdays. There's the birthdays again, and and just a regular index like you would expect um, with. This looks like it is by style and material as well. Foil friend. Uh, Susels. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Don't know what that is. And then, ch- oh, Young Child Explorations. It's got a, a whole section that specifically is for um, little kids. So it's it, it specifically details the page numbers of the of the projects that are specifically for little kids. So that's oh, that's good. If you have a preschooler or a toddler, um, so good yeah, so they they can work alongside their you know brother or sister or yeah. whatever. Include them. That's always good. 
Yeah, definitely. I know it's it's funny because I don't you and I probably don't think about that as so much since we don't have a little one anymore. But I could definitely see the value of that from back when I did have a little one. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say I totally remember when I had two of them. I, yeah. had, I had Jack and I, I took care of another little girl that was yeah. almost exactly Jack's same age, and I'm like trying to homeschool Danielle and homeschool preschool for the two of them at the same time. And it was nice when there was stuff that lined up that they could all be doing at the same time. Oh sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I highly recommend these two books. Becky and I have tried out some of the, ex- I want to say experiments, they're like experiments. <laughs> well, they kind of are, but the, the art projects that are in these and, um, and highly recommend um, checking out these books because it's just, it's so well organized. You know, not every single project is going to be, I, I think it seems like I tried one or two that I was like, eh, that wasn't so great. But, you know, that's going to be the, that way in anything. Any, exactly. Any- thing you use I mean and somebody else might totally love those projects so that's fine but she's got tons I'm looking at her um her Amazon page well I'm putting a link in the show notes to her Amazon page because she seriously has a lot of books um she's got math arts I gotta check this out yeah <laughs> she's got science arts uh the, the one that I have is called good earth art I have that one it's um environmental art for kids mm-hmm. um mostly preschool that one's aimed at pre a lot of her stuff is aimed at preschool um preschool art also, um, one that's just specifically called preschool art, uh, global art. I'm guessing that's world projects. Uh, scribble art. That's probably for the littlest guys. Uh, mudwork storybook art. That sounds interesting. And cooking art. And then art with anything. And I'm just reading random titles. I'm not reading all of them. She's got a lot more in here. So, anyway. Check her out. Marianne Cole. She has got some amazing books and definitely worth a look definitely and just so you know our library has a good number of these available oh do they really yes so check out your local library yeah definitely i'm all about supporting the library sure my review today is on all about reading from all about learning press so when i was looking for a um, program to teach my dyslexic child to read i looked at a lot of different ones and as a dyslexic parent myself i found that a lot of them were going to be impossible for me to use I stumbled across All About Reading while I was doing the research last summer and decided to give it a try. So eight months later, Jack Check's reading has taken off and he is leaps and bounds ahead of where he was at the end of the last school year. Each level comes with a teacher's manual, a student activity book, flashcards, and appropriate level decodable reader. You're also going to need the reading interactive kit, but this kit is used throughout all the levels and only needs to be purchased once. It includes magnetic letter tiles, a phonogram sounds app that can be used on an iPhone, iPad, Android, or Kindle, and it comes with dividers for the flashcards. They also offer a deluxe kit, which has a box to store your flashcards in, the Phonogram Sounds app on a CD-ROM, a tote bag, and stickers so that you can use those to track your students' progress. Because each um, activity book has a page in the back that you take out with a little spot for each lesson. As they do each lesson, you can put a sticker on it. Or if you don't have stickers, you can check it off or whatever. Um, that's one of the things that we really enjoy about it. Because at the end, of Jack knows exactly when the lesson's over because I hand him the sticker sheet and say, now go put the sticker up for lesson 35. And so... So that that kind of marks the end of our lesson for him. So daily preparation is super, super easy. All you have to do is check the all you uh, check the what you will need section of each lesson, gather the materials, which is usually like scissors, glue, stuff that you have around the house. It's very rare that you need anything that you don't just have at your fingertips. And that's it. 
Each lesson is scripted. It follows a pattern. You start out by reviewing the previous uh, new word or phonogram flashcards from the day before or the ones they haven't mastered previously. As they master the flashcards, you move them into the mastered section. You use the letter tiles to teach the concept of the day, like bossy R or silent E, that kind of thing. Every few lessons, your student reads a short story from the decodable reader. And then there's an activity from the student book that usually involves cutting, pasting, sorting, that sort of thing that reinforces whatever concept you were teaching that day. And last is you read with your child for 20 minutes. That either means you reading to your child or your child reading to you, depending on what level you're at. And it's super easy to just pick up the books and begin teaching. You don't really have to do a lot of prep work. So we are currently on level two, and I have been super impressed with this teaching method and the outcomes that we're seeing. Jack is reading better. There's less fighting with me than ever before. I super recommend this curriculum to anyone, so much so that our charter school that um, Tina and I attend is now offering this to um, other families. I, I um, talked with our... Um, supervising teacher about it and showed the program to her and they are now purchasing this um, program for families who for whatever reason can't use other um, dyslexic specific curriculum because there's some that require the parent to not be dyslexic to be able to do it (laughs) and since I am dyslexic it like I tried to do Barton's could not do Barton's like Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting it Jack wasn't getting it we were both getting very frustrated and upset this never happens with this program I cannot think of a single time that I was frustrated I cannot think of a single time that I've been upset with the curriculum that I can't think of a single time when Jack wasn't able to just really easily pick up whatever concept we were doing for that day Mm. which is just amazing to me yeah now, this teaching, with this easy teaching style, this would be a great program for any homeschool family. All About Reading offers pre-reading through level four, and there's placement tests available on the website if you're not really sure which level to purchase. And the best thing about this is you don't have to be dyslexic to use it. Like, mm. you, your child doesn't have to be dyslexic in order to use this program. This program would work to teach any child to read. Mm. Um, but it works especially well with dyslexic children. So I highly recommend it. All about reading. They also have an all about spelling, which I haven't delved into yet. But I'm thinking that once we finish level two of all about reading, I might pick up um, level one of all about spelling and do it concurrently. Because it's the same teaching style. It's a style that he's already comfortable with. I think yeah. we might, I might be able to actually slip some spelling lessons into yeah. our day. <laughs> which would be awesome because as of yet I haven't found a spelling less uh, spelling uh, curriculum that I like at all yeah so yeah all about reading from all about learning press check it out very cool yeah so what have you guys been reading uh nothing no <laughs> <laughs> Together we've been reading nothing because once again I'm at the mercy of the library for flight. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I'm back on the wait list again. I think that um, I might just buy it now. Um, I'm oh just, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what else to do. I <laughs> I, I can't read um, the book itself, the the printed book, because the text on it is really really tiny. I don't know if you've noticed that on that book, but the text is uh, really small on it. it. Yeah, and I'm blind. So I need, I need my Kindle for when I'm reading aloud to the children. Mm-hmm. And um, I the wait list, there's only one other person. And I have this feeling that this person and I are just swapping the same copy back and forth. 
<laughs> it's the Kindle version? Yeah, because the library oh. only has one copy. Oh, jeez. And if I get it for 21 days, and then they get it for 21 days, and then I get it for 21 oh, days. Oh, no. I think that whoever this person is, we're just passing it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you that person, when I have the copy, is still doing is doing the same thing I am. Ah, I need to finish I know, this right? book. <laughs> it's a good book. It is a good book. We are enjoying it. Let's see. Danny is still working on The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. She's reading the first book in that series. Um, Jack Jack um, is re- uh, has read Return of the Jedi by Emma Grange. Big Hero 6 Fight to the Finish by Bill Skolan. Mm-hmm. And Attack of the Clones by Elizabeth Dowsett, all of which are the, you know, uh, DK readers or the Disney readers. Mm-hmm. The little uh, early readers. Yeah, the little early yeah. readers. But like cool. one of them is a level three. Awesome. And he read it. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I know it seems, well, no, you know what? I think most homeschool families would actually understand the whole squee when your yeah. kids finally start reading. It's so exciting. And I love looking at my kids when they're reading and going, I taught them to do I that. I know. Isn't that cool? <laughs> of, of all the things I've taught my children, teaching them to, the, to read is the most important yeah. and the most gratifying one because oh, yeah. i know as long as they can read they can do anything else yeah absolutely so um yeah it's it's super exciting watching him read and and um and being able to hunt down books that he'll enjoy and and have him read them so that's yeah. fantastic definitely Personally, I am listening to Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me and Other Concerns by Mindy Kaling. You might know her from um, the Mindy the Mindy Show. Is that what Project. it's called? The Mindy Project. Thank you. You might know her from the Mindy Project. Um, seems that her real-life persona is a lot like her persona on the TV oh, yeah? show, with the exception of not being an OBGYN. <laughs> and um, her book is really funny. It's really cool. – it's it's interesting listening to her growing up as a um, a – chubby child of color as she refers to herself oh yeah and um learning about when she came to hollywood and and how she started out as a staff writer and everything it's it's a really funny and good book i'm not gonna say it's tina fey bossy pants funny but it's still pretty funny cool and i am reading how to hug a porcupine by (laughs) julie ross Cute name. Which is a book about um, dealing with the tween years. Oh, yeah. It's where I'm at right now. Um, Someone recommended, I don't know who recommended it to me, and now I've been recommending it to all my friends because I have an entire message board that I'm part of that we all have kids that are exactly this, that were born in August of 2002. Uh All of us. And so um, we all are going through sort of the same thing. And um, so I've been recommending it to all of them. and hopefully it will help with the whole, you know, dealing with the tween thing. I turn around and look like she's listening to me, but I know she's <laughs> going to listen to this episode, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to all of my podcasts. It's so nice. <laughs> so, yeah, um, How to Hug a Porcupine by Julie Ross. What about you? What are you guys reading? Well, we're still working our way through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That is such a massive book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've already read a ton and we're like, ah, oh, we're still quite a ways to go. I'm actually getting to the point where I'm like, I love Harry Potter. Love, love, love it. But this is my third time reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Tyrion's first. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying with it for him. But I'm yeah. looking forward to moving on to other things because I realized once we got into it, I'm like, we're in it for the long haul now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seven books. Because I don't like to start stop in the middle. I may... 
I, I am kind of alternating some books, though, when we're waiting for my mom to bring us the next copy because my mom owns them all, so I just borrow them from her. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I managed to space it out a little bit by putting some little books in between. <laughs> but uh, it's good. They're it's good reading. It's just you know long. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and it's you know the first time you're reading it, I love it being long. But you know I'm like oh, I already know. I'm I'm not looking forward to the parts that are coming up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, I know what's going to happen. Oh, I know. When we were listening to the first book, like, there were times when I literally teared up, and the kids are like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I know, and I know it's all happy in the end, but I I especially hate all the times when you have to g- suffer with Harry through people treating him like garbage. Yes. <laughs> like, all that stuff that happens, and uh, so, yeah, that whole, and then, of course, they all apologize later and you're like yeah you should have been nice before right (laughs) yeah so i mean we just we just got through the part with with where ron wasn't speaking to him before the drag thing yes and i was like god seriously dude (laughs) sometimes harry brings it on himself i think there are several times in the book where if harry would have just opened his mouth and said something yeah yeah that's true he's got the the whole pride thing going on too Right. All he had to do was open his mouth and say something and Ron would have been fine and everything would have been fine and he wouldn't have had to go through all this angst. I know. That's true. Well, and, uh, Hermione is just the best because she's just like, boys, <laughs> I am not an owl. <laughs> and she's like, uh, what was the other thing that she said? She was, oh, at the end when they finally made peace and she's crying and she's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like she's, they're like, what's her problem? They both look at each other like, what's her problem? <laughs> I just love Hermione. She's like the best girl character of all time and she i is. love that she never her and harry are never an item i love that oh, me too no i think that's really good that's just amazing just love it so yes. anyway so uh let's see and what else are we reading uh maven finished i didn't even realize that she was reading she read all of the rest of the wolves of the beyond series um i was just asking her before we started recording and she's and if she had read these other two books and she said oh yeah i just read them and i'm like like in the last week she's like oh yeah i just read them both (laughs) (laughs) okay so she read frost wolf spirit wolf and star wolf and those are books four to six in the wolves of the beyond series by Catherine lasky who's uh, the same author that does the um owls of guardians of gahul that's right the owl books the guardians of gahul which she loves and she also read this is a nonfiction picture book which is called what to do about alice how alice roosevelt broke the rules charmed the world and drove her father teddy crazy (laughs) (laughs) it looks super cute i have not yet sat down to read it i'm definitely going to it looks super cute though she makes me think of of eloise the little girl eloise (laughs) from uh from uh what are those books i can't remember the name the eloise books yeah, that's, they're yeah. called Eloise. Well, the Eloise books, but I can't remember what the author's name is. Oh, oh, I'll find that for you. Keep talking. But anyway, she reminds me, like, the picture just makes me think of that kind of spunky personality, you know? Yes. <laughs> Very cute. Or punky Brewster kind of like. Kay you know? Thompson. Kay Thompson. There you go. Love those books. My, I learned about those books because my mother, mother-in-law's name is Eloise and... I was working at Borders when um, I was engaged to Adam, and for Christmas one year, I thought I was being so clever. I got her these Eloise books that I had found at the bookstore and thought maybe she'd never seen them before. Of course she'd seen them before because they came out when she was a kid, and she loved every one of them, and she was all excited. I got major brownie points (laughs) because uh, she was like, I love these books, and she didn't have any of them. So. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was kind of cool. But uh, let's see uh, what else. She also read. Oh no, that was it. It was a two, it was a two line. It was a long title. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's by Barbara Curley. Um, and then Tyrion is uh, he's still working on a hero for Wandla. I don't think he's picked it up at all since like <laughs> the last month, and it's overdue again. So I think I'm just going to return it. I don't know why he keeps saying it's just so long, and the other book was just as long. So I don't know why all of a sudden he says it's it's uh, it's dull this part the part that he's in right now is dull and i'm like i read that book it's not a dull book don't tell me it's dull it's a good book just make your way through it but anyway so that's by Doni Doni t terlitzia tony d terlitzia <laughs> excellent book i don't know why my son is not reading it he's just being a dork <laughs> and he also read um one of these uh you wouldn't want to be books he read the you wouldn't want to be cleopatra Mm-hmm. you've seen those books haven't you those oh yeah, books. yeah oh my yeah. god those are so cool uh we actually own a bunch of them but this is one that we didn't own it's called you wouldn't want to be cleopatra by jim pipe and uh um if you want excellent non-fiction picture books there's a whole entire series if you've not seen those yet you should go check those out just just google you wouldn't want to be and it'll probably pop up <laughs> there's yeah. tons of them there's probably like 30 or 40 of them there's a ton of them uh let's see and they're very well um written and um a bit, a bit graphic, but they're supposed to be. It's kind of like that whole horrible histories thing, you know? Yeah. Kids like the gory, weird, gross stuff. <laughs> and it's yeah. uh, like in a comic book format. It's uh, not really a comic. It's not like in panels, but it's like that's the kind of style of drawing. Um, let's see. And then he also read Beatrix, which is a little picture book about Beatrix Potter by Jeanette Winter. And that one was really cool because I have a picture of it I posted. Um the the day that he read that uh, he still needed to read and she still needed to listen to something so I said hey why don't you read to Maven and like they don't like reading to each other at all but he was like Maven yeah why don't I read to you and then we can both get our stations done and then we can play <laughs> so I was like waiting to see and she finally agreed to it and I got a picture of it nice <laughs> it was so cool he read her the book it's a cute little picture book about, about Beatrix Potter as a child it's very cute uh, me, I finally finished Keeping a Nature Journal by Claire Walker Leslie. Pretty good book. I wouldn't say it was an excellent book. There's definitely good stuff in there, but I think there was an awful lot of stuff that I didn't get much out of, so I was kind of disappointed in it in that sense. I thought it would have a lot more meat to it um, that I could actually get more ideas from it. But like even like the drawing lessons in it weren't really much drawing lessons. Not that I wanted step-by-step instructions or something, but I was hoping that there would be some tips that would be something I hadn't thought of. But it was all kind of common sense stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, I know how to draw things. I know how to make things rounded and, you know, like, <laughs> I know how to, like, you know, sketch things first and then put the darker outline, you know, like, that's yeah. common sense type stuff. So, but that seems but it, easy. Yeah, but there was also a lot of really good information in there about nature journaling in general and lots of ideas for different ways of nature journaling. That was kind of cool. And then um, she talks about how to, uh, how to teach kids to nature journal. Um, not as much details as I had hoped, but I got a little bit out of it. So it was pretty cool. That was a, that was a good book. Um, and I'm still listening to Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids, How to Stop Yelling and Start Connecting by Dr. Laura Markham. And I keep my, I was having problems with my, um, my app. I have an app for, um, audiobooks now because the other one, if I just use it in my, in the, in the music app, it doesn't keep track of where you are at. Right. It drives me nuts. <laughs> so I finally found an app that I, that keeps track and it keeps, you know, it, it bookmarks it for you. And um, 
and it was screwing up. I I finally figured out how to work it. I think I I think it was mostly user error. But I kept I kept having to re-listening to I re-listened to a whole bunch of it over and <laughs> over because I kept not realizing that I had already listened. And then going, oh, that sounds kind of familiar, but oh well, it's pretty close to where I left off. No, it wasn't. It was like twenty minutes before. <laughs> I listened to it over. I was like, so I've gotten a lot out of listened to a lot of this book repeatedly <laughs> now. But it's so good. I cannot say enough about how good this book is. It's a lot of common sense stuff, but it's also a lot that's not. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's just like the way that this person words, this this Dr. Mor- Laura Markham, the way that she words parenting, like what quality parenting looks like is, so, and, and, it's, and she talks a lot about like the research behind it, um, what she's talking about. Um, it's just so well worded like it's just like a ding 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 you know yeah. <laughs> you're, you're listening or reading whichever um and it's just like light bulb moments like oh that makes so much sense so i'm this is one of those um audiobooks i like to have parenting audiobooks in my phone and just leave them in there and just listen to them over and over because there's so much like i can't just listen to them once because like just, it's the really good ones i want to listen to them over and over to internalize it because eventually you hear it enough times you just kind of becomes part of who you are and this is one of those books that i would absolutely listen to repeatedly it's really really good so peaceful parent happy kids so That's where where did you get that from uh, i think i got it from the library and i inst- uh, i downloaded it to why aren't you my- just using the overdrive app it keeps track of where you're at uh, no, I, I mean, I got the CDs from the library. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't a download. Oh, see, I never get CDs, so I always download, so. There's not as many, though, in Overdrive. There's actually a lot less. There's a heck of a lot more books on CD than there are on Overdrive. So that's, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that I'm looking for, they don't have in Overdrive. So oh. I would love it if they did. <laughs> but yeah, this one wasn't. This one was, I think I found this one. I think this one, I just stumbled across it on the shelf. Good, it good to know. Those, yeah. But yeah, really good book though. I, I'm there's a couple of books like that. That the playful parent, peaceful this peaceful parent, and then playful parent, and then um, the positive discipline. Those are three books that I would say listen to over and over and over again. Really, really good books. I have another one, respectful. I can't remember the full title. Another one that I did never, I never did finish reading it, but it was really good too. It was like respectful parents, respectful kids. I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Really like oh, some of those books that just of course it's going to be different people will find different books that mean something to them i know so not everybody will probably love them but oh my gosh i just love these books they're so good (laughs) (laughs) it just makes it um just makes it easier to parent if you're hearing good stuff in your ears on a regular basis you know it just at least for me it is (laughs) so i gotta keep listening to the to these for inspiration and it just like fires me up and makes me want to do a better job you know so anyway that's what we've been listening to or reading (laughs) (laughs) speaking of books if you're planning on purchasing any of the books we just mentioned from amazon or audible please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar of our website at savvyhomeschoolmoms.com we have links to amazon audible discount school supply kerclick and more it won't cost you anything extra and it helps support the show so what have you got for our link for your link of the week well, keeping with the theme of my review, my link is homeschoolingwithdyslexia.com. This is an awesome website. It's beautifully laid out. Um, it's a, a very attractive website, and um, it has a super helpful little button that says Start Here. So you That's click that. 
I know. I love websites that are like, this is where you should, because sometimes you get into a website and you get oh, yeah. completely overwhelmed oh, totally. with how much stuff they have on there. You need a big button that says, hey, dummy, look here. <laughs> right. Well, this is a this is a small, tasteful little thing that says yes. start here. And it's it starts out with your quick start guide to using the site. It talks about, you know, what you should read first, you know, what you should look at. And then it branches out. And there's um, this uh, the author of this um, website offers classes. They have um, books. You can get a free copy of 50 Tips for Teaching Your Kids with Dyslexia just for putting in your email address and clicking subscribe. Um, I know sometimes when you do that, you end up with a bunch of junk in your email, but I have subscribed for their to their newsletter a while back, and I find that, that I get very useful information, and it's not a lot, you know, you don't get it really often. It's just every once in a while and it's got some great information in it. I highly recommend this website for anyone who um, has children with dyslexia. And if you're not sure if your child has dyslexia, there's even a whole section about signs of dyslexia. What does it look like when they're a toddler? What does it look like when they're in elementary school? What does it look like when you're an adult with dyslexia? Mm-hmm. There's a whole section debunking myths and that kind of thing, what to do if you suspect dyslexia. There, uh, As I said, they offer classes. They also um, have books available. There's a, a whole section called Dyslexia 101 that's just about um, the book uh, Dyslexia 101. And it's $5.99 for the book, $4.99 if you get it on your Kindle. Mm. And it's a super great book about learning to teach someone who has dyslexia, which for me is a huge thing. Like, as I've mentioned before with our struggles, I didn't know Jack had dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to teach him to read the same way I taught Danny to read and it wasn't working and it wasn't working and we were getting frustrated and there was crying and there was tears and there was screaming and Jack was even upset. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's always helpful when I can find information to support what I'm doing with Jack. Maybe give me new ideas on how I can do things. And more than that, to say it's okay. Like, we all go through this. All of us who have children with dyslexia go through this. And this is what you can do about it. So, uh, homeschoolingwithdyslexia.com. If you have a child with dyslexia, check it out. That's very cool. It is. What about you? What's your link? Well, I'm going back to homeschoolingideas.com. <laughs> I love this website. You guys know I love this website. It's homeschooling-ideas.com. And on that website, um, there is a um, page called Challenges for Kids, Six Great Ideas. Um, the link will be in the show notes because it's like it's like slash challenges hyphen for slash kids.html. It's a long thing. So don't worry about it. Go to the to uh what is it what are we 52 so it's savvyhomeschoolmoms.com forward slash 52 and on there will be the link for this so uh it is um so anyway six great challenges for kids so what this is um this is something that actually i have been collecting some of these on my own for a while but she's got even more on here so there's um these are like weekly challenges like that you can do with your kid. I think they're all weekly. It looks like they are. A lot of them on here I've already heard about. Like Sketch Tuesday is from the Harmony Art Mom blog. Mm-hmm. And then there's, um, where's that other one I just saw that I had seen before? Um, it has the uh, Lego challenge. There's a Lego challenge on here. Um, Nano. Okay, this one's not a weekly challenge. The Na- NaNoWriMo. Is that like a once a year thing? Top of the list. Well, Nan. 
Nano Rimo. Yeah, I, I, if, if it's like the other one, the the you know month of writing thing. Yeah, it's a something you do once a year. It's a writing challenge. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so I guess not all of them are weekly. Some of them might be something different, but they're challenges that you can do on a probably on a regular basis, whatever the regular basis means, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whether it's annually or monthly or weekly, I don't know. Um, so she's got it divided into six categories. She's got uh, the first one is for art and draw drawing and art. The second one is reading. The third one is Lego. The fourth one is writing. Five is photography. And six is learning. And so within each one, they've got different challenges. And, of course, the drawing and art one has the most. Uh, there's an index card a day art challenge. Uh, so artful. Um, something with ideas for it says challenge once a month to inspire your creative self. So, uh, so you have to go in here and click on these and go to the sites and read about them. But um, journal quilting sounds interesting mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> on a regular basis. So basically, they're 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 sites that will post a challenge, and um, and you're encouraged to join in. And probably I know I know the Sketch Tuesday we've participated in, um, where they have you email in a scan or a picture of your child's drawing from that week. And um, they put it in a in a, a slideshow, so that your kids like being a celebrity. Their picture is up on somebody else's website. It's kind of exciting. My kids get excited to see their pictures in the slideshow. They put it in a Flickr slideshow. Fun. And, um, so then, um, you know, so you go in here and you find something that interests you, and then it's kind of a neat way to shake things up for the you know to add to what you're already doing and uh, find some neat ideas. The Lego challenges are cool. I. I I think one of these I checked out before was um, it was like they gave you a um, a t- they make something that can uh, carry um, an apple or something you know like make something make you know, like make a bridge that can hold an apple or something like that like mm-hmm. a challenge that's more than just like creating something sometimes sometimes it's like a a science thing too you know like something that you're trying to accomplish. Um, and the writing ones, there's, they're, they're like writing prompts and some of them are trying to get you to write, you know, this one is, I guess, for writing a novel. Um, and there's all different kinds of journaling and there's, there's a variety of things in here. And the photography one looks interesting. There's 365project.org. I don't think all of these are specifically for kids. I don't think 360, if it's the project that I'm thinking of, I don't think that one's for kids, but kids can participate in it. I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, it's like one photo a day. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I think this is the one my brother and his his wife are doing right now because they keep. Posting. Oh yes, this, yeah. I, I've seen the pictures that they post. Very yeah, nice. they put a little number, so they put like twenty five slash three sixty five. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and then the la- last one is oh, this is the other ones I've heard of before. The the one that she just called learning, probably because she wasn't sure what to call it. Um, the outdoor hour challenge. That's a, that gives you, I've, I've seen this one before. I've never actually participated. I keep meaning to. Um, it's the same lady who does the, um, I'm pretty sure it's the same lady. Actually, her site looks completely different. I, I'm pretty sure this is, oh, let me see. Let me look on the about page. I think this is the same lady who does the um, um, Harmony. Yes, it is. It's Barb McCoy. Yeah, it's the Harmony. It's the one that does the Sketch Tuesday. She's the mm-hmm. same lady. Uh, she's got several websites, Harmony Art Mom, and she's also the one that gave me that art curriculum recently that I'm going to be reviewing once I get a chance to get in there and try it out with Maven. Awesome. Um, but her name is Barb McCoy, and so this is this uh, handbookofnaturestudy.com. Um, 
has got the outdoor hour challenge. So it gives you a, something to do every week outside with your kids, um, nature related kind of. And, um, uh, and then there's another one called the weekly can do challenges. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. We will have to check that out. <laughs> so anyway, so if you want some, some things to add to your, um, to, to just kind of add, add some fun challenges and educational. I think pretty much all of these are educational as well um, to your week. It kind of, it's a fun way to just kind of supplement what you're already doing and give you, give you some other challenge. It's having somebody else come up with a topic every week. is yeah. kind of fun. It's fun to participate in that. What are we going to do next week? You know, that's what I was just thinking. I've, I just uh, started Danielle. She has to journal every day and I give her a prompt on a little post-it, but Hey, it'd be nice if somebody else, somebody came else up came up with it. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah, so check out these, uh, these, this list is on homeschooling-ideas.com. It's on the page about uh, challenges for kids, so the link will be in the show notes for this. Awesome. Was that everything we wanted to cover today? I believe so. Awesome. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. For links to resources shared in this episode, and if you know it's on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com, and you can find the show notes specific to this episode at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 52. And while you're on our site, you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. Well, goodbye, everyone. Have a great week, and come back and take a break with us again next time. Goodbye. Bye. That is such a weird word, bayoneted. Bayoneted. <laughs> that doesn't make as good of a verb as noodle. No, it does. <laughs> Flashcards and an appropriate and appropriate level decodable read <laughs> That can be used on an iPhone, iPad, Android, Android. <laughs> I'm gonna get through this. <laughs> Please consider licking. <laughs> Consider licking the screen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. It's 8.04. My coffee is wearing off. Give me a break. <laughs>